Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 688 and session number 216 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast, and I'm going to do it again here today. And today, we're going to specifically talk about how do I niche down in a gift-giving market. Now, if you're not in a gift-giving market, this is still going to be useful. I've got some thoughts and uh, probably some things you can think about in your own brand right now and how to uh, get a little bit more niche down. And I don't care if you're a six-figure seller, seven-figure seller, eight-figure seller, there's always ways that you can niche down, and we're going to talk about that, all right? So uh, if you have any questions of your own, by the way, if you want to ask them, you can head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and you can record a voice message like we're going to listen here today, or you can just ask a question, and uh, I'll do my best to answer it on an upcoming Ask Scott session. And you guys know I love hanging out with you on a Friday or whenever you're listening to this. It just happens to be a Friday uh, from the time or, or at the time that you're listening to this. Sorry if I'm a little frazzled today. I'm actually a little hot. Uh, it's like 95 degrees here today, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's in the mid afternoon. It's literally 95 degrees. Beautiful though. And uh, as soon as I get done here, I'm probably gonna go out and jump in that pool. But uh, right now, I am still uh, sweating a little bit from uh, just walking outside to uh, to tend to a few things, get the mail, whatever. And uh, and now here I am sweating a little bit. So back in the air conditioning. So uh, let's get to it. So, all right, before we do jump in, I did want to give you guys a little bit of a recap as well. Um, This past week's episodes uh, was uh, 686, Why Fear Is Your Friend. It was with my good friend, Joel Bauer, who's also going to be at Brand Accelerator Live. If you haven't grabbed your ticket, by the way, you should probably do so. Hopefully, when you're listening to this, there's still tickets available. Um, That's going to be our live event in September. So head over to brandacceleratorlive.com for more on that. But uh, I had him come back on because we had a really deep discussion privately. And then I said, you know what? We should probably get you on the air. We should talk about this publicly with uh, the TAS listeners. And uh, it's a pretty important thing to understand. We all have fear. It's not going to go away. How can we embrace it? How can we let it be our friend and not our enemy? Um, So that's what we talk about. And if you struggle with that at all, or if you have things that you're just like a little unsure of, you're afraid of, uh, you know, and that is that fear creeping in, definitely going to want to listen to that episode. That's episode 686. Um, I'll link everything up in the show notes to this episode, which is 688. um, And I will link it all up there for you. All right. The other one was episode 687. And that was a dad replaces his income with a with a uh, affiliate marketing website, a niche affiliate marketing website. And it was also a recording from five minute pitch, which was part of our launch party. So if you have not listened to uh, our five minute pitch or watched any of that, you're probably going to want to do that as well, because, uh, well, it's pretty darn good. And you you actually learn something by listening to the contestants and, uh, and kind of going through the journey with them as we uh, kind of dissect their businesses. It's uh, it's pretty awesome. So definitely check out episode 687, and uh, you can listen to that episode that we did air on uh, the 5-Minute Pitch Podcast, which has just launched. So depending on when you're listening to this, you can go over to iTunes and search for 5-Minute Pitch. You'll find us. Go ahead and subscribe, and you'll get all of the, uh, all of the episodes delivered right to your handy little phone or your device of choice, all right? All right, so uh, before we do jump in, I do like to give you guys my weekly thoughts, and this one here just happened, literally, probably around a half hour ago, 
uh, I was coming out of lunch and uh, we got in the, in, in the Jeep. We had the, the top off today and, you know, just enjoying the heat, you know, air was blasting, but we had the heat uh, or the heat from the sun still. And just, you know, it just seemed a little humid too, but um, getting ready to get in the, in the Jeep and uh, my phone rang and it said infinity. And we have an infinity uh, as one of our cars. And, uh, you know, when I was buying that car, I was kind of sold on their customer service. The guy was, you know, obviously pushing his services and stuff. He's like, you know, we over deliver. We've even got massage chairs for you when you come in for an oil change. We get women that don't want to leave and we just really go the extra mile. And so I was like, okay, you know, whatever. But you kind of got to prove it to me, right? So we just had our first oil change and it wasn't but two days ago. And I got a call today from a really nice young lady. And she's like, you know, Hey, I'm looking for Scott. I just, uh, wanted to, uh, see how the other day at the, uh, at the dealership went. Uh, we actually, we actually work here. We don't, we don't actually farm this out, meaning we don't hire this out. We are actually here working inside of the building. You know, how sometimes they hire it out to like a call center. They don't do that. So what they said was, we just wanted to call and make sure everything was okay. You know, if, if you had any questions or if there's anything else we could do for you, please let us know. And I was like, no, everything's great. And they're like, okay, awesome. If there's anything you need help with or you got any questions or concerns, let us know. We're here for you. I'm like, okay, cool. So that was that. But I was like, darn, that's really good. Like they didn't call with anything. They didn't say I needed to answer a survey or none of that stuff. It was just like a friendly, like, hey, you know, this is this is Sue from the Infinity dealership. You were just in here the other day. I was just checking in, make sure everything was okay. Like that's it, right? Like something as simple as that made, a, made an impact on me. And I was like, wow, that's pretty awesome. So again, got our oil change, right? So my, uh, actually it was my son and his girlfriend went in to get the oil change for us and they sat in massage chairs. They have these really like high-end massage chairs there. Um, Waters, obviously your coffee, um, a nice little lounge area. Like they're creating this experience. So when you go there, it's not a pain in the neck and you're not sitting there like, you know, elbow to elbow with just, you know, a whole bunch of people and you're feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be here for three hours, right? It was like there you're in, you're out, but while you're there, you're enjoying yourself, you know, and it's, you know, it's a little bit of an upper end, you know, dealership. So that's what separates them. That's what gets them a little bit ahead of their competition because they're serving their customer with a smile, right? And not just like a fake smile, like this is genuine. And I do believe that management or ownership has a lot to do with this because they know how important it is, at least someone that knows you know, business and how you're going to compete with your competition. So how does this relate back to you? It's a friendly reminder for me to say, go the extra mile in customer service with your customers. Don't just think to yourself, I'm selling, you know, a sale or I'm making a sale today and I'm looking for a new one tomorrow. Make that one sale and think about how you're going to serve that customer so they come back again or they just leave you positive, you know, feedback and reviews. And I still get people that say, Scott, like, what's your review strategy? It's really simple. You over deliver on, you know, expectations as far as like if they if they think that they're just going to get the product and they're going to use it and it's going to work great, that's great. Now over deliver by sending them something, either a free guide or a message that just says, "Hey, I'm just checking in. This is Scott. I'm a locally owned business and I wanted to check in cuz I know how important it is to make sure that um, everything arrives, you know, on time or everything is as you expected." If you have any questions, you know, I mean, you could go even as far as here's my number, right? I mean, you could totally do that and you're going to get insight in your customer. And I'm telling you, you're not seeing this 
in a lot of businesses because it's it requires a little bit more work. But I'm telling you, it's well, well worth it. I was just talking the other day. Here's another example. Uh, Publix. Okay. So depending on where you're located, we're here in the South. Publix is a uh, major uh, supermarket and so is Harris Teeter. They're, they're kind of like, you know, competitors in a sense. And uh, Publix, what they do is they will, at the end of your checkout, they have someone there bagging and then they offer to walk out to your car with you to unpack and pack your car. And do you realize, I mean, Chris and I, Chris Schaefer and I, we kind of went through the math here and we're like, okay, if someone gets paid like 10 bucks an hour, it takes them, you know, 10 minutes from the time they leave to the time they get back. Like, what's that equate to? And Chris did some math and he's like, it's like a, they're paying an extra dollar fifty. Then let's say they pay an extra dollar fifty for the person that had to cover for when that person leaves. Let's say they got three dollars invested in that in that customer. That customer remembers that. And that's a nice touch. Everyone that you pass in in the in the aisle is asking, how are you doing? Is is anything I can help you with? How is your day today? Like it, it there's there's rules that you have to that you have to abide by, right? Same thing in Lowe's. I was in Lowe's and I was I was just blown away at their customer service at the one that we're located near. And it must be their management system there that says this is how we're doing it. So again, just go the extra mile. I'm telling you, it can be such a huge, huge uh, you know, advantage in your business. And when you're thinking about competition, I can almost guarantee they're not willing to do it even if it costs you a little bit more because it's a little bit more time or you got to have one person on your team. All they do is they just follow up, follow up, follow up. Um, it's, it's huge. So anyway, just a little reminder for you. Customer service is huge. So go the extra mile. All right. So with that all being said, let's get to it. Shall we? Let's listen to this week's question. I'll give you my answer. Then you can get out of here and rock and roll onto the weekend or onto the week whenever you're listening to this. So what do you say? Let's do this. Hi, Scott. This is Heidi over in Philadelphia. And I want to thank you so much for all of your great information. I listen to your podcast all the time while I'm over here packing and shipping up orders. Um, so my question is, I am in the gift market Uh, specifically personalized gifts. So my shoppers are actually buying for other people. How can I find my niche? It happens to be a product that really almost anyone could use. Thanks, Scott. All right, Heidi, thank you so much for the question. And uh, yeah, this is a little bit of a tricky question. I got to be honest with you. Uh, It would help if I knew exactly what we were referring to. But I'm going to make up a couple of situations here or scenarios, and we will uh, we'll dive into that. So let's just say, for example, you are selling to, uh, well, let's just say that you're selling a gift that could be given to just about anybody, like you said. But I'm sure that there's certain niches that it can be tailored towards. So I'm looking at right now, I just got a gift, um, and it is a rugged case AirPods uh, case. Okay. And so it's pretty cool. It's leather. It's got like a little sleeve. Uh, it's really cool. The packaging is really awesome. And it's by nomad is the name of the company. And I got this from my daughter, uh, my older daughter and her husband for father's day. And it's really cool. By the way, I'm, I'm actually holding it right now and it feels really cool. It's really, uh, just a good feel, but anyway, (laughs) anyway, um, you know, this is like, this is tailored towards anyone, right? Like anyone that has um, AirPods could technically use this, right? But what if this was personalized for a hunter, right? 
and it had some type of hunting messaging on it. Well, now we're talking, we can take this same blank blank slate and we can then tailor it towards a niche, right? Same thing goes for a guitar player. If uh, I was a guitar player, which I am, by the way, uh, then possibly you could put some type of guitar, uh, you know, thing on it that would make it more tailored towards me because now it's, it's going to resonate with me more than just a leather case for my AirPod case, right? So you need to start thinking about, and what I would do in your situation and anyone else's that's listening, you have history, right? You have history of who's purchased your gifts, right? So again, if let's say, for example, that we were, we were able to do this. Let's say that we took this and we said, you know what, we're going to go after someone that's in the hunting space. So we, we said, okay, we're going to get someone to raise their hand in the hunting community to win, uh, you know, maybe this, you know, case, which I don't even know how much this case was, but let's just say this case and then maybe something else that was hunting related. So now what we've done essentially is we've gotten people in that market to raise their hand so that way there we can start to target those people. See, so all I'm doing is I'm really taking your, you know, your brand that could be for a lot of different markets and then carving out little slices in other markets. Um, and then what I would do is I would try to keep it tight together. So for example, let's say I went into hunting, uh, maybe the next one would be fishing. And then maybe the one after that might be, uh, maybe it's, um, outdoors life or maybe it's camping or whatever, right? Like hiking. Uh, maybe that's one. Uh, so you see what I'm saying? I'm going really close with other niches that that same person could be familiar with or be a part of. Um, so that's where I would start. I would also look, like I said, at your past orders. I'm sure I'm sure you're going to get some insight as far as your past customers and seeing that, yes, they might not have purchased this for themselves. They did it as a gift, but they are also buying for someone and they're going to continue to buy for someone over and over and over again. So that could be your customer. That's always going to go back to you to get them the next gift, right? Or they're going to spread the word for you about that gift. Um, So it does become a little bit trickier. Here's the other thing that I would consider in this space, because it is harder to get someone that maybe they bought one thing to buy three other things a little bit later down the line. I mean, it can be done, right? If if we sold this to someone who's a hunter, then we could have we could have easily sold two other things that would have maybe went along with this, right? This other item. So you always got to be thinking like, how do I, here's an, here's an example. I was at Lowe's the other day to get keys. I almost did an Instagram story about it because I thought it was it was perfect because I'm standing there getting keys made and in front of me, I've got all of these other accessories for keys. I've got key labels. I've got special keys that if you want to buy a key that's a dollar more, you can have it have a dolphin on it because you like dolphins or you can have one that's got a baseball on it or you can have one that has maybe a deer on it because you're a hunter. Like you have the to personalize your keys, right? Then the other thing that they had was keychains. Okay. Then they had little sleeves that go over the key so you can label it, right? They had all these different, all these different accessories around keys, right? So that one customer that came in to buy a $2.58 key, that's how much it cost, by the way, I could have upgraded my order, which I did. My wife ended up buying a, a bundle of these six label things that you slide um, a card in and you can label it. And then from there you have that set on your, maybe your key hook or whatever. And then you can look at it and go, Oh, the pink one is for the garage, right? Whatever. Um, so you have to always be thinking about number one, what, 
else could that person buy for that person they're buying the gift for? That's one way to increase the value of that customer. The other way is to start thinking about that market in a whole or as a whole. So again, you might be saying like, well, right now I cater to anybody that's giving gifts. You might also be in a market that all you do is cater towards gift giving for uh, maybe brides to be, right? So you're in the wedding market. Um, So you got to just get a little bit clearer, like who is your market and who could be your market? And then how can you get creative with other products that that person would buy as an upsell or as an order bump, as we like to call it, right, at the checkout? So that's what I would be doing. I'd be looking at your past orders. I'd be looking at the reviews from, because you can learn usually from the reviews. If you've ever been to Etsy and you go to Etsy and you start looking through the person's reviews, it'll say, oh, I loved, uh, you know, I loved this uh, case that I had created for my cousin who's an avid fisherman. And then you're like, okay. And then you see that a bunch of different times, you know that you have a whole bunch of fishermen people, right? Or you have a whole bunch of people that are buying the one that's tailored towards the fishermen. So then you might want to start to go in a little bit harder, a little bit heavier into a market that you see more potential for gifts, right? So I would be doing that versus trying to serve everybody. Okay. I'd try to niche it down or find sub niches. So you could do this. Um, and a perfect example is exactly what I'm holding in my hand. There's this rugged case, this AirPods case, it's leather, it's beautiful. Um, but it could have been even more tailored towards me if it was personalized with what I am a fan of. And that could be, like I said, maybe you're into fitness. Maybe it's just a barbell, right? And you're like, yeah, that's me. I'm, I'm into working out or you got another one. It's guitar. Yep. That's me. I'm a guitar player. So it personalizes it to you and you don't even necessarily have to be personalized like Scott, you know, on it or, you know, uh, Scott's I or AirPods, right? It doesn't have to even be that personalized. It could be just a hunter. Uh, it could be a fisherman. It could be a bodybuilder, whatever you get the idea. So hopefully this has been helpful, but really for anyone, anyone listening, this goes to you, or this is for you. You have to start thinking about how you can increase the cart value without having to do a ton more work of acquiring the customer. The hardest part is acquiring the customer for the first time. From there, once you have their attention and they, you have their credit card out, find other things that could go easily with that first order. And then from there, you can grow profits and grow revenue without a lot more work. Okay, so and that's why we talk a lot about content, the content that's bringing people in also gets people qualified for what they're interested in. And then from there, you can, you know, monetize that in other ways that we've talked about here on the podcast. So a lot that you can do, but you want to be thinking about how to niche down inside of your market. And this is an an exact uh, way that I would do it if I was you. Now, of course, if I have some more details, we'd be able to dig a little bit deeper. But with what I have to work off of, it's the best I got for you. But I think it's enough. I think you're definitely going to have some ideas now to start looking through your past orders, looking and seeing who you are serving more of as a person and not just you're selling the one-off thing um, that is personalized to Jim, right? So let's start thinking about that a little bit, a little bit more. All right. So guys, that is it. That is going to wrap up this episode. Start thinking about how you can niche down even more in your market. Even if you think that you've already niched down, niche down again or niche down, go, go a little wider, right? And start going into sub niches outside of the current niche that you're in. And it'll open up more opportunities for you. If you're creating content, it will. If you're creating products, it will. It just opens up the market uh, to go a little bit wider. All right. So uh, the episode is 688. So theamazingseller.com forward slash 688. If you want the show notes, the transcripts, 
all that stuff. And I've got a full recap again with uh, the past episodes for the week. So definitely go check those out, especially if you are um, having this this thing called fear and uh, you want a little help with that. Uh, You're definitely going to want to listen to episode 686. And if you want to ask a question, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. You can do it over there. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, yeah, one last little reminder. If you're uh, interested in attending Brand Accelerator Live and you haven't grabbed your ticket yet, do so. So this way here you don't miss out on this awesome, epic event that we're having here in September of 2019. It's going to be awesome. And I can't wait uh, to, to see everyone there and really to uh, to connect with a lot of UTASers out there. So definitely go grab your ticket, brandacceleratorlive.com. Get all the details over there. All right, guys. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. As always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you. But you have to, you have to, come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud, take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.